I am the doctor, this is my section. Earth is under my protection. Planet of birth is Gallifrey. I've got two hearts, your life is safe. Run into the master raw messy. Come on, Alonzo. Alonzi. I am a time lord. No, I'm not rich. Twelve bodies are men. Now it's time for a switch. Don't look like that. I'm in great health. You were expecting someone else. Regeneration. Oh, such fun. When I say run, run, run. What's up, my boy? Peace and sanity. Sorry, I must dash. Reverse the polarity. Sometimes I'm north, but always a limey, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Jump in the TARDIS, go for a ride. It's bigger on the inside. Exploring all of time and space. Oh, what's that? Exterminate. Cyberman or Daleks, maybe. Would you like a jelly baby? Time's ticking. We'd best go. A new adventure. Geronimo! I am fantastic, so are you. Best come with me. I'm Doctor Who. Welcome to a brand new episode of D4WH. It's Doctor Who comedy for adults. Yes. I am your host, staying up till midnight, writing synopses the night before a recording since 2018. I'm Adam O'Sullivan, joined as always by my co-host, did you know that comics move when you touch them? <gasps> it's comedian and Doctor Who fans is Tom Baker. It's Nakia Schutt. Oh, you? I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I always feel guilty when you mention how you sit up at night and write all those synopses. You know what I do? I just put my feet under the table and join in. This is it. I mean, partly is it is my own fault. You do go down rabbit holes, don't yeah. you? That does delay me when mm. I realise I've spent an hour looking at something that I'm not going to put into the podcast. Mm. And also when it's half an hour before I have to go to see a show and I'm like, like, oh, shit, I haven't written the synopsis for tomorrow. Yeah, and we probably shouldn't wing it. Yeah. We, ever, we're professionals. And everyone's like, hey, do you want to come out for a drink afterwards? I'm like, no, I've got to go write a synopsis. Goodbye. <laughs> How to make Doctor Who a drag. <laughs> <laughs> How have we done this for so long? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But I do know that it was nice to see uh, in all of this the, the mechanoids. Oh, okay. Having a, having a little bit of a comeback and looking a little less shit than they were in the old black and white. So. Oh, so they're from a, a TV episode. I assume they were from like a yes. something else, a comic uh, or something. I can't remember. I think it's I think it's the second Doctor. Uh, right. But it's a, certainly a black and white. Were they testing out, like, just in case they couldn't use Daleks for everything? Or Well, and I guess maybe they were looking for – because the, the mechanoids aren't good or bad. They just they, – they were robots. They're robots in disguise is what you're trying to say. Yes. Robots in disguise. Do you remember when they were doing the – remember the one with the emoji with Bill? And, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like that. They were there to set up – the planet for the Earth colonists who then got dragged into wars and never turned up. So they just sort of took over and they're having a lovely old time. Oh. Um, but they do, you know, they greet people and stuff. <laughs> they're not as exciting as the Daleks, but the Daleks are, are getting, and I will say I'm on Dalek overload after watching all this, but they are fairly predictable. Yeah. And they're starting to go to the Cyberman end of my monsters that I just want to punch in the face. And every, every time the doctor's like, oh, you know, you don't seem too bad, oh. then the, the Dalek will turn around and be like, yes, you've fallen into my trap. Oh, I know. Uh, the doctor's not stupid, right? No. Right? No, no. The doctor is going to turn around and be like, uh, I knew the whole time. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I know I like to see the good in people as well, but after someone's kicked you in the guts about four times, you go, oh, hang on, <laughs> that hurts. You go, uh, excuse me, yeah. I love being kicked in the 
the guts. <laughs> do it again, please. <laughs> please. Yes, I like to f- try and find the good in people too, but come on, there's none in the Daleks. Just do you like to them. find the good in uh, squidly little aliens in a robot body? Look, they could have hearts of gold. Hearts of gold. And also, I was just hoping you'd say squidly diddly because that was my favourite cartoon. Squidly diddly. (laughs) Not because it was a good cartoon, but because I got to say squidly diddly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's, uh, Christmas, not Easter, so you can eat squidly diddly any day you like. squidly diddly. I was thinking the other day, I was like, when's that day when we only get to eat fish? And I was like, oh, that's Easter. That's Good Friday, yes. Not so good for some. We are recording this just before Christmas. It's going to come out months later. Wow. We're trying to be a guest. Get in, get in early. Well, yes, we're, we're banking in. So Merry Christmas, and I don't mean it because it's already passed. So get over it. <laughs> it's time to give it a D-whirl with our new section, Doctor Who in Real Life. Woo, woo, woo. Series 13 has started filming as of this recording, and people have started seeing the TARDIS, Yaz, and the Doctor popping up. <gasps> oh, I am looking forward to getting to know more about Yaz yeah. because she really did take a back seat to, the, to Graham and Ryan. And to see the dynamic with her and the Doctor. People have been hoping that maybe Captain Jack would be back for the new series, but doesn't look like it. Well, look, you never know no, with you never Captain know. Jack, and that would be something you would try to keep as a bit of a surprise, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I mean, the, the, they lie. They have to lie because things leak out all the time. So if they said to me, there is absolutely no way Jack's in this, I'd go, yeah, no, it'll probably happen now. (laughs) It's like when you're a politician. The Prime Minister says, uh, I back Fred Jones all the way. You know he's, he's screwed. The government's backing you, you're out. They're getting rid of you. Or if a politician is like, I hate gay marriage, I don't think it mm. should be allowed, mm. I don't think it should be in, mm. and then we all should act surprised when they get found at a gay orgy yeah. months later. Yeah. Me think he doth protest too <laughs> much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I believe that happened to a politician, I think it was uh, Turkey or Poland oh, or something really? like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been Poland. Yeah. I did read that. I just think, I think that's so hilarious. The hypocrisy is overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, and he said he ran away from the orgy and they found drugs in his bag oh. and he's like, I don't know what's going on, I, I don't know what's happening. I, I didn't mean to be here, I yeah, thought yeah. it was church. <laughs> oh, is this not church? This is not how we pray? This is how I pray every uh, fucking day. I thought day. it was a new church. I'm I was sorry. going, oh God. So. <laughs> oh God. Oh, baby. God, give it to me. However, blurry photos taken by fans suggest that Series 13 may see the return of two baddies. Spoilers, if you don't want to know, obviously, please fast forward a little bit. Hang on, give them a chance to fast forward. Meanwhile, while your dog nips at my my toes. Oh, that is my new dog, Raxus. Actually, full name, Raxacoracophalopatorius. If I make a noise, it's uh, it's just here. <laughs> I know, you're pitching a tent, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm putting my flog tent on. <laughs> Very subtle. Won't notice it on the train. The photos show what look like to be a new design of the Sontarans. Oh, mm. oh don't muck around with the Sontarans too much. They no, no, are... they still look like Sontarans, oh. but it's just like a little bit of a redesign of their outfit. Be nice to have Strax back, but I do... I do like the Sontarans, yeah. and they're not Sontar- overused. Ha! Sontar-ha. But they're not overused, yeah. and they're always like, you know, Jim the Undefeated. Well, not Jim, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jim the Strax- Undefeated. Strax the Undefeated. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Jim. I don't know how I got this shitty name. And do you want to guess what the other one is? All the right. The returning bag baddie? The Weeping Angels. Exactly. Mm. Hey, that's a good guess because yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so it looks like the Weeping Angels could be coming back. That's exciting. That is exciting, but I hope that they have them back the way they were in Blink, where they just throw you back in time. I didn't like them in the one with Riversong and Matt Smith's Doctor when they were killing people. I, I just, it, it didn't didn't work, I didn't think. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see in the upcoming series. Wow. Or, as you mentioned, could this be a trick by the BBC to make us think we found out a big secret? Yes. Much like they announced the the return of the Jadoon to ensure we didn't realise Captain Jack was coming back. Well, that's right. Maybe that is to distract us from... Yeah, maybe they're hiding something else. Yeah, that there's a multi-doctor story coming up. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, my God. I hope hope they don't social distance. (laughs) I can't wait for New Year's. Well, it's already passed when this podcast comes out, but right (laughs) now I'm sitting on the edge of my seat wetting my pants. We we were talking about holidays just before this, and it's like, I can't wait for the, uh, the New Year's special, but then I'll be basically back at work then. Yeah, that's bit rubbish. Don't wish away your holidays before they've happened. Nope. In today's episode, we'll be looking at the October 2020 releases for Time Lord Victorious. This includes Monstrous Beauty Part 3, published in Doctor Who magazine number 558, What the TARDIS Thought of Time Lord Victorious, a short story published on the Doctor Who website, The Enemy of My Enemy, released by Big Finish, and Daleks, episodes one to three, released on the Doctor Who YouTube channel. Start with Monstrous Beauty number three, written by Scott Gray and artwork by John Ross, published November 12th in the Doctor Who magazine number 558. The Ninth Doctor fights off Vampiric Rose, who is eager to feast on Time Lord Blood. Rassilon attacks the coffin ship aboard the newly created bow ships. The destruction gives the Doctor a chance to put Rose to sleep to protect her. The bow ships kill Hugo, the man-bat. The girl that Rose was kind to, Sentia, shows the Doctor to Rassilon's ship, but Dragon, the vampire commander, finds them first. The Doctor offers him a chance at his old life, so Drogon throws Friar Grystrock to his death. Well, who wouldn't? Of course. What With a, a name like that. Yeah. Imagine having to remember that every five minutes. I'm Mr. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> The Doctor provides him with a vial of synth blood, which can override the vampire virus, thus curing all the vampires yeah. and Rose, whom the Doctor takes to a quiet little moon to allow her to rest up. Very convenient little, yeah, yeah, little exactly. ending there. Look, I didn't enjoy it. No. The artwork's quite good. Yeah, art, artwork's quite right. nice, but I think this suffers from the fact that it was in Doctor Who magazine, so mm. it, it couldn't take up that many pages. Yeah. But also, like, just a lot happens uh, in such a short amount of time. And things that you think might mean something obviously don't in the story. Now, maybe they do later on d- yeah. because you don't see the tie-in with Time Lord Victorious, but apparently there will be. I didn't end on a cliffhanger. It, you know, she was so easily cured. Rose is barely in it. Yeah. You know, she's either possessed or asleep. So she could be Andrew Dawson's The Lazy Susan. <laughs> the whole last issue was just them getting to the coffin ship. And then this one's like, okay, now we've destroyed the vampires, cured Rose. Yeah. Gotten away. There there were things that they could have done in the last one that would have given you some time to... I, not breathe, but just to care. Mm. I, I just didn't care. I just knew Rose would be okay. I yeah. knew the doctor had come up with something. There were no stakes in it no. for me, and I, I read it because we were reviewing it, not because I was interested. 
So, yeah, that's a bad indictment on a Doctor Who thing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, even if you put the three together, I, I suppose the first one was probably the best out of all of them. Yeah, but I thought it was. It set up a nice story. And also I, I feel like now that we've got inter- – now that we're getting some of the interconnecting stories that are mm. supposed to connect some of the other stories mm. that we've already done together, we're finding inconsistencies because obviously there a lot of different people are writing a lot of different things. Yeah. In uh, The Night, the Fool and the Dead, at the end of that, the Ninth Doctor turns up in the coffin ship. Yeah. But at the end of this, he's not in the coffin ship. Yeah, so is that going to happen somewhere in that story? Yeah. Or did they just set that up and not realising that, oh, in this actual story, he's not going to have the coffin ship? He doesn't even have, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe he gives the Rassilon ship to Sentia. Yeah. So I don't think he has that either. No. So, you know, he doesn't turn up in his TARDIS at the end of The Night, The Fool, no. and The Dead. So we'll unless while Rose is snoozing, he yeah. turns up. I don't know. I mean, I have read that the Time Lord Victoria story is in between the panels, not the stories. Right. But really? I don't know. Well, we'll have to see because um, in, in the coming month there's uh, All Flesh is Grass and apparently that seems to tie everything together. Right. So we'll, we will see. We will see. But, yeah, no, not a fan of – I was not a fan. Look, uh, you know, I think it's great that all of these different – Oh, me too. – things are coming together to tell a story. It's, and and it, believe me, it must have been difficult. They did have the one person, James Goss, mm. doing the whole thing. You know, he did an interview where he basically said he got called into BBC and they were, they'd been trying to get this sort of thing. Wow. happening for ages, probably since the start wow. of the, the new series. Uh, and he said it, it took about five or six years of planning to finally get to the stage where they were. So, Oh, yeah, and I can see that. And, look, James Goss is a good guy for that. Yeah. And I, I always enjoy his stories. If it's written by James Goss or Justin Richard, I usually go, yep, yep, that'll be good. Or Stephen Cole, I like his as well. Yeah. So, mm. Next up is What the TARDIS Thought of Time Lord Victorious, mm. a short story written by James Goss and published on the Doctor. Doctor Who website, November 15th, 2020. Set just after the Doctor leaves Adelaide Brook in the waters of Mars, the TARDIS has picked up on the Doctor's wild emotions. She has also noticed that by trying to save Adelaide, the Doctor has created a time fracture. Well, he got all, he got right up, Rose, when she caused one, but anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway, but he's Time Lord Victorious, so yeah, yeah. the TARDIS will use this time fracture to take the Tenth Doctor back to the Dark Times to make a mistake he needs to make and learn all about Time Lord Victorious. Yes, he certainly, at this point in his regeneration, it was time for him to go yeah. because he was becoming quite bitter, cynical, bitter maybe might be the word, and trying to be gone. God, play God, I think. But by some estimates, the Tenth Doctor has only been the Tenth Doctor for like four years. Yes, I know. Whereas, you know, the Eleventh Doctor was uh, the Eleventh Doctor for at least a thousand years. Yeah, he looked he looked weary, not cynical. I, I think the Tenth Doctor has PTSD badly, right, right. badly, and uh, he's at the regretting stage. You know, first of all, you pretend it's not happening and then you face up to whatever it is, yeah. and then you try to move on. So that's your three stages, your Eccleston, Tennant, Matt Smith. I mean, it's, an, it's a nice little short story. It is a bit strange I liked, I liked it. to hear, you know, the TARDIS referring to itself and as a, as a person sort of, you know. But the, the TARDIS is a character. I know, I know that. But it's, 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 it is interesting to hear it from the, the TARDIS's TARDIS point, point of view. Of view. Yeah. See, I always say the TARDIS always takes the Doctor where the Doctor needs to be, not where the Doctor wants to go. And it's always been like that. I mean, they'd always say 
in the first, I'm watching a lot with the first doctor as I'm writing some stuff about canon, which is hilarious. And I would have to say that it's like he can't fly it. Yeah. Or it's broken in some, and then other things, he just doesn't know what he's doing. He's too old. But I think as it develops, you start to see that the TARDIS definitely has a mind of her own. And when I was growing up, I thought of her as a character uh, and always a girl because the doctor always called her old girl. Hmm. We call our cars she, you know, yeah. Yeah, although my car at the moment, Toby, is a boy. Oh, okay. There you Mm. go. Mine's mine's Betty Blue and she's a a she. Ah, no, the woman who says to me, if you speed accidentally says, please obey all speeding traffic regulations. Her name's Bitchin' Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Bitchin' Betty. Whoa, Bitchin' Betty. She's like the big. Bitch, bitch, bitch. I turned off the voice on my GPS. I don't know how to turn any of these off, yeah. Yeah, because it just basically goes, in 50 metres, turn left. In 10 metres, turn left. In 5 metres, turn left. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, all <laughs> right? Jesus. <laughs> and then when you miss it, and then it says, please do a U-turn. Please do a U-turn. <laughs> Reconfiguring. Re- like, all right, I fucking missed it. All yeah. right, shut up. I know. But I would like it to be a, a lot more realistic so that when my husband doesn't take the directions that it tells him to take, it then says, well, what are you doing why why would you not take it when i told you to turn no no oh well you know everything you do it no no turning off turning off you missed the turn dave you're less of a man yeah (laughs) did you do it on purpose how to annoy me and the tardis also notices as it travels through the time vortex an ood falling through the time Mm -hmm. vortex from the eighth doctor's tardis and decides that brian the ood will be useful. Yeah. So I did like that little connection there yeah. that Brian turns up. Mm. And we also f- we also know how Brian the Ood and the 10th Doctor get to the dark times because mm-hmm. they fall through the time fracture. And mm. I assume that's how the 9th Doctor gets through as well. Yes. Well, we can only assume. We can only assume. Next up is The Enemy of My Enemy, oh. a full cast audio play written by Tracy Ann Baines featuring Paul McGann as The Eighth Doctor, released November 11th by Big Finish. Uh, Nakia gives his top marks just because it has Paul McGann in it. Yes, I'm a little bit in love with his voice. Actually, I'm a whole lot in love with his voice. Let's not play it down here. The uh, uh, the Eighth Doctor has been kidnapped. K- kidnapped. Kidnapped. Has, has been kidnapped. Don't kidnap. Has been kidnapped. Oh, I was liver. I was liver napped once. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> they just stole your liver. Yeah. I'm having your liver now. I need it. The Eighth Doctor has been kidnapped by a Dalek time squad. The strategist has decided that they need the Doctor's help with the time anomalies. They head to the planet Rax with a W, not Rax of Calico Fralpatorius. Exactly. Which I kept thinking every time they said the planet Rax. Me too. I'm thinking, what, they couldn't say, couldn't call it something else? (laughs) I had to look it up to see if it started with a W. Blacks. The planet Rax should be a barren wasteland, but is teeming with indigenous life. The Raxians have found a way to conquer the other species in the universe, and the Daleks want to form an alliance. Mm. Do they? Yeah. Do they, yeah. Adam? Yeah. Mm. They are. They want peace in the universe. Mm. We come in peace. <laughs> no, you don't. Shoot to kill, shoot, shoot to, to kill. kill, shoot to kill. The Raxians have a machine called the Devolver, which can take the DNA and devolve an entire species. The Raxians manage to sample Time Lord and Dalek DNA and mm. threaten to eradicate both from the universe. The Dalek strategists and the Doctor form an uneasy alliance to stop the Raxians, and in the end, the Doctor manages to convince President Sarathan to deactivate the Devolver, but only if the Daleks leave Rax. The Doctor makes sure they do, 
but the executioner Dalek remains behind briefly to devolve the Raxians. What a dickhead he I is. I know. But, you know, got to expect it from the Daleks. Oh, I know. But he's like a big, he's like the biggest dickhead yeah. in the whole of Dalek. On the Dalek ship, the Doctor uses the power of the TARDIS so they can travel to the Dark Times and find what's causing the time anom- anomalies. As the strategist says, he has got the Doctor to trust him. Yes. Ma, ah, 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 uh, again, ah, again, because he, remember, he yeah. trusted him in t- uh, Defender of the Daleks. That's what I mean. The Doctor's not stupid, and yet the Doctor can sometimes do the stupidest things with Daleks, or uh, well, with any of them. Look, the Master, trusting the Master in Legopolis got him killed and regenerated, <laughs> so I don't know how many times you have to regenerate before you go, hang on. Yeah, well, I suppose he needs, he just ha- using the, t- the Daleks to get back to the Dark Times to stop himself. Ooh, Ooh does he know it's him? Himself. I don't know. I don't know if he knows himself yet. He hasn't told them. He, he knows where the anomalies are happening, I mm. think. He, so he's probably going to get there and be like, what, what, what? 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 It's me. Well, he, he, he wouldn't even recognise himself because this is his future self. Oh, he wouldn't either. So he'd get there and be like, we must stop this douchebag. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, it's me. <laughs> I'm a douchebag. I'm a douchebag. I am not Time Lord Victorious. I'm Time Lord Douchebag. Time Lord Douchebag. Coming soon to BBC. The thing that got me, I had to, I actually laughed out loud when they said, you know, this, we've got the devolver and the doctor goes, what does it do? And I'm going, well, it fucking devolves, <laughs> dickhead. I mean, even I've worked out yeah, what yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. If they'd called it the mopply doppley wop bomb, I would have gone, what's that? The devolver, it makes everyone dance the Charleston. <laughs> you Ooh. maybe just call it the Charleston gun or, you know, <laughs> Charleston chew. Or- we wanted to call it the devolver. <laughs> but what does it do? He asks a few times. I go, work it out, work it out. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, that's just when I was starting to get into Dalek over. Oh, no, this was the beginning of my Dalek overload. So I, I love the audio plays, always do. And it's interesting to have the Doctor having conversations with Daleks when you're really used to them just in the back, background going exterminate, obey, yeah. you know, do what I tell you. Well, half the characters in this in this audio play are Daleks. Yeah. And I assume that there were more than one pe- person doing the Daleks, but it's all Nicholas Brigg. Really? Yeah. Wow. He does well because they don't all sound like they're the same person. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was very, very interesting. I, I did like that. I like the way he calls them numbers, Dalek 14, <laughs> Dalek 12. I'd call them Dalek Rod. Dalek yeah. Jim. Well, the, they they had a short interview with the director after the the play, and he said, "Oh, for for Paul McGann, he had to just shout out like Dalek phrases mm. so that he so that he could know where his lines were." Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that would that would be really hard, and I guess you know they they're not doing these in studios at the moment. Oh yeah, this was uh, recorded during lockdown. So. Yeah, yes, and and they're locked down again, I think. In yeah, the yeah. UK. So, although who knows what's happening when this releases, <laughs> everyone could all be... We could all be inocu- inoculated against the... We uh... <laughs> could. Wouldn't that be nice? But what did you think? How did you go with... Because it is just really a lot of Daleks. Yeah, it is. Look, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play my hand now. This mm. was my favourite part of this month, you know. I really enjoyed Paul McGann. I, I liked the Daleks. It was a, you know, it was an interesting story. And, and I like the way that this ties into the short trips from last month. Yeah. Because this is obviously how the master gets the devolver gun. I know, and I did really like that that tie-in. I think probably I don't enjoy as much the reading the short stories and stuff, which is weird because I do love reading, but I'm enjoying more having the audios and I quite enjoyed the cartoons, the animated series as well. 
it just you know gives you a, a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, with the with the short stories from previous months, it felt like it felt like feels like the short story from this month is just a filler, is just like mm. a fluff piece. Mm. Whereas previous short stories have felt like self contained stories. Yeah, this feels like oh no, if you don't know, if you haven't read or done seen any other stuff in Time of Victorias, yeah. you're not going to enjoy that short story. No, but yeah, I really I really enjoyed this this play. It's like the TARDIS writing in its journal. Yeah, basically. Dear diary. The master's TARDIS looked at me and I hope I get to see it again and ask it to the TARDIS prom. I know it's evil, but I know I can fix it. I can turn it. I can make it good. I know I can. (laughs) I wonder if they have a TARDIS prom. We don't even have a prom. 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 We have a formal. Ours is called a formal. A formal prom. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? Like, is that because they promenade, or Probably. is it on a promenade? Why, why is it called a formal? Because uh, it's a formal dinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you answered that pretty quickly. Yeah. Maybe because it's a prom dinner. A prom dinner. What do you eat? Proms. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got prawns? No, I want proms. I want proms. Chuck another prom on the Barbie. Oh, I want the queen of the proms. No, I think the this one is definitely was my favourite, although I did enjoy the story that we're about to talk about with the animated series. I was on Dalek Overload by then. The thing I couldn't work out was with the, the Raxians, were they good or were they bad? Yeah. You know, they seemed like they were plotting evil things. I mean, I don't yeah. understand why they decided to take the Doctor and strap him to a chair. I mean, that just seemed weird to me, unless you're into some sort of weird sex play, yeah. I don't see why you're high. How are you? Get in the chair. I'm going to strap you in. So you were totally on board then for that, were mm. you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were, yeah, Paul McGann, you yes, like, please. Oh, yes, please. No, yeah, they well, they went through this weird thing in the middle where yeah. the, the Raxians seemed nice until ev- it, all the twist of like, no, everyone's evil. And then they were like, oh, look at all of the div- artifacts that we've got from all these civilizations that we've crushed. And then later on they're like, oh, look, we're just trying to save everybody from yeah. all these bad places. And they're not crushing them. They're letting them get back to their... Well, that, that's what I want to know. How, how do they go and get the artifacts if they're just doing it from their own planet? Yeah. They don't have to travel to that planet to get the artifacts and bring them back. Oh, well, then maybe somebody does. Somebody goes, oh, great. Yeah. It's all the war's over and now I've got to go all the way there yeah. just to pick up a couple of paintings and a novel. <laughs> all right, I'll see you later. Yeah. Got to go do this Precious thing. cargo. Hope no one stops me because we're not a warlike race. Yeah, I won't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And there's a part of me, and maybe this is just my morality uh, and my or my lack of it, uh, but there's a part of me that goes, you know what? Sometimes it would be nice to be able to point that at a person who's very <laughs> evil and go, go back to being a baby and let's see if we can do it again. Well, do they have the chance to stop it before? Because it just seems like it goes from you walking around on two legs to being a pile of goo. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe they – no, maybe they don't. But even if you're a pile of goo, you're the Daleks. Can't get any worse, can yeah. it? And once again, it, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the Daleks will just uh, yeah. to end up in squid-like creatures anyway. You yeah. Know. Well, it, and they can't be any any more evil. Yes. You know, they're already evil enough. They already can fly. They're, everything that we thought would defeat a Dalek doesn't work. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, the Doctor's a dickhead. Let <laughs> him start again. But also, at the end, the Raxians are like, oh, we're letting these civilizations evolve again to hopefully become better than they were. Mm. You like literally in the first half, you're showing them the the thing. Crushed. Yeah, we crushed all of these yeah. civilizations. You're acting like warmongers. Yeah. 
That's that's where I got confused yeah, with yeah. that. I don't think there was a clear idea of who they were. I certainly went away thinking, well, what, one lot think that they're crushing and the other yeah. think that they're nurturing them back into a peaceful race? Yeah, and also does everyone on the planet know that this is what they're doing? Cause yeah. it, or is it just a couple of people who are at the top? You know, if the people found out, oh, yeah, by the way, we're devolving all of these civilizations, they'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I, don't, I wasn't up for that when I voted <laughs> for him. Yeah, I yeah. Tell you. Uh, I think our president's a lunatic. Let me let me ask you. Yeah. Which one do you prefer, the audio play from last month or this one? Last month. Last month. I prefer this one. No, I like this one because it's got Paul's voice, and I love Paul. But no, just I just Dalek, Dalek, blah 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 blah. They somebody do something interesting with the Daleks, like they managed to do with the Cyberman, the guy who hadn't quite converted. Mm. That was interesting. They otherwise they really are just the monster of the week, and I know that little kids love them, but I don't ever remember being overly impressed with them when I was growing up. Yeah. I thought the Sontarans were better because they looked like potato heads and they were mostly about conquering, but you could reason with them. You can't reason with the Dalek, no. which makes them just dumb. And like we said before, people do try and do the, oh, we're going to do, going to do something different this time. This Dalek's good. Yeah. But then they, they always, always get to the end and they're like, oh, that's right, I'm writing the Dalek, so I better make sure that it's like oh, I was pretending to be good the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I think the most interesting was probably – Rusty, the Dalek, with yeah. Peter Capaldi and Clara. Um, that was one of the most – and then, of course, Dalek, the one who was alone in the universe with Rose and the Ninth Doctor. But normally it's just – and then you see wall-to-wall Daleks and you go, oh, gosh. Yeah. I know they're going to be really easily defeated, but it does seem like a lot of Daleks to yeah, easily well, you, defeat. Yeah, well, you bring them out when you want something easy for the Doctor. Like no one's going to be like, well, actually, the Daleks – did make a good point. Yeah. It's yeah. like Nazis in video games. You chuck them in when they're like, look, it's okay that you're shooting all of these people. Yeah, that's right. They're Nazis. They're Nazis. Right? No one cares. I find that really interesting, but also that they bring, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, well, must have been a lie. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Yeah. And that is riveting podcasting for everybody. <laughs> Next up, we have Daleks episodes one to three, three episodes of an online animated series written by James Goss and released on the Doctor Who YouTube channel featuring the Dalek Time Squad. Now, before we start going into the episodes, what did you think of the animation style? Yeah. It was, yeah, it's it was a bit right. clunky, but yeah, yeah. God, I grew up watching cartoons where they moved every three seconds or something. So I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to that. But yeah. I don't know, the drawings were great. The, the, the art designs was are pretty wonderful. good. The, uh, you know, the, obviously it's, um, it's very cheap. 3D animation. They're not. They're not chucking a whole bunch no, of money at it. No. But I thought it was fine. It was entertaining. I really enjoyed the storyline. When I finished one, I was actually keen to find out what happened in number two. Yeah, I had to stop myself because I really wanted. I to I wanted watch. to go to number four. Yeah, yeah, I really wanted too. to watch the next couple to I find didn't. out what's going on. Yeah, uh, and and researching it for the for right to the right the synopsis, I was like, I can't just. Keep clicking on different things because oh, no. then it, it might tell me, oh, and this one turns out to be the bad guy. And I didn't want to be going, and then in the fourth episode, we're yeah. like, oh, no, she's ruined <laughs> it. 
But I, I did enjoy it and I am looking forward to when we, after this, I can sit down yeah. and, and watch the next few. But it was good. It was good. And at, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. At certain times when I was, you know, trying to look after the puppy at the same time, you could still hear it and still imagine it because it was such a good story. Yeah, and and living through the, the 90s and the early 2000s mm. with the sort of animation, the cheap animation we got back then, mm. this is uh, this is pretty good. This is, you know, probably closer than yeah. closer to like a Netflix animated series than it is to, you know, some of the dodgy animation we got back then. Yeah, look, it, it's fine. David said he used to that have cartoons on for, I think it was five to ten minutes on a Saturday morning when he was a boy, and he'd run out and it'd be Flash Gordon or the Phantom or someone, and it would really just be still drawings, and then like every, I don't know, minute they'd change into a different position <laughs> and the story, I'll get you. Chase, chase, chase. Just as, so, yeah, you can forgive a lot of bad animation when like, you've grown up. Like Poochie did. on The Simpsons. I have to go back to my home planet. Yeah, do, 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 do. yeah that, that sort of. <laughs> Episode one, the Archive of Islis. The Dalek Time Squad attack the Archive of Islis looking for information, and we never find out what that information is. No, and I think we will. Mm. It's obviously very important. I did like the uh, smart arsey robots. Yes. I've always got time for a smart arsey robot, I can tell you. <laughs> you have no defences. We have a very large door. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> We're going to kill you. Okay. The archive is looked after by the Archivians, AI robots who refuse to let the Daleks have the archive. The Daleks change their tactics and begin exterminating the bunkers into which the life forms of Islis have presumed gone into. But when the Daleks are granted access to the archive, they find that the life forms and the archive are all gone. They have stepped through a portal into another dimension with the help help of a life form from that dimension. In return, the Archivians have promised this life form the Daleks. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, I love that. What have you promised them? What have you, you promised them? You. <laughs> you, yeah rascally little things, you. Oh, you little tin-killing machines. (laughs) Just cute as a button. Uh, Yes, so who is this entity? I'm... Yeah, really curious to know. Well, we'll uh, we'll make a prediction after we've gone through. I got to say, when this one started, and yeah. it was like kill, shoot, exterminate. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, how much of this? It's like last night, Dave was watching John Wick three. Yeah, and whenever he left the room and there was a fight scene, I would just fast forward through oh. it. Fighty, 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 <laughs> fighty, 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 fighty. And then he'd come fighty, back and be like, okay, explain fighty, to me exactly fighty, what happened. Fighty. He fought, <laughs> and he lost, and he won. But it would go out and I'd go like, I've never fast-forwarded through so much of a movie <laughs> just to get to somebody <laughs> saying something. I think with those movies, uh, I haven't seen them, but I think with those movies it's supposed to be very artistic and very interesting the way that they fight. And Yeah. I don't know. I'll watch them and we'll see. I like uh, Keanu and yeah. it is what it is. Like my husband, I'm sure if it was coming to kissing scenes, he'd fast-forward through it. I mean, if he watches The Walking Dead, he fast-forwards through the talking scenes. <laughs> I go, these are the scenes that give them, you know, the characters, yeah. the story. I just want to see the zombies. Yeah, he just, he does. He'll go, oh, talk, 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 we'll fast. I say, I want to hear what they've got to say. Why? But the zombies had to go to zombie school to learn how to be zombies. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> but then I do it through the fight scenes. Yeah. He goes, why'd you do that? And I go, well, because they just fought and fought and fought and they should both be dead by rights after the first minute, but they're still going. My mum watches Netflix like, whenever she's at home, she's watching Netflix, right? Mm. And I swear that whenever I come out of my bedroom will be the instant that a sex scene starts. And it's oh. like, fuck me. Mm. It's so awkward. 
I talked David into watching Lady Chatterley's Lover <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday, and uh, he's going, Oh, it's quite raunchy, isn't it? I went, oh, the book was banned for years. The book was banned for years. And then in Australia, a book about the banning of the book was yeah. also banned. <laughs> oh, amazing. I love it. It's fantastic. And the books, oh, yes, it's rude, but yeah. it's not that bad. I love, I love the fact that the uh, parliament had to read the book to decide whether they should unban it or not. I know. I know. Oh, my. Oh, this is actually quite <laughs> good. We should, we should unban the <laughs> crap out of this. It's got Rudy sex in it. But, I mean, yeah, you're right about this first episode. It's, it's just the Daleks attacking until, like, oh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Let's wrap up the story. Yeah. And, and there's, so there's a bit too much of that. But I will say I did expect the archivists to just die and whatever was in the archive, the Daleks yeah. take. So I like that it took a turn. That was an interesting I was twist. not expecting. I didn't. I don't ever expect anyone but the Doctor to defeat the Daleks. I think everybody else is just dumb. Episode two: The Sentinel of the Fifth Galaxy. The Dalek Time Squad is being hunted by an entity from a different dimension. They flee to Scaro, but the entity attacks and the planet is lost. Without any other option, the Dalek Emperor sends the strategist to the Sentinel of the Fifth Galaxy. The Sentinel is a robot that looks after a large squad of Dalek reinforcements. Being inactive for so long, the strategist allows the Sentinel to update their computers, but realises that the Sentinel has been infected by the Entity, Mm. which is time-sensitive and got there before the strategist did. Setting off the self-destruct, the strategist makes its way back to the remaining Daleks, who fight off the Entity-infected Daleks. As the Dalek flies off, the strategist believes that part of the entity was has been weakened by the destruction of the infected Daleks. Mm. Very interesting. It was very interesting, and it was interesting that the strategist had a chance to take over. Yeah, uh, and didn't. So poor strategy. What well, was interesting that the strategist was uh, the the Sentinel was basically a comic relief robot. Yeah, who's yeah, like I'm, you are the commander. I do like that. I told you I like a smart assy robot, <laughs> yes. comic relief robot. Any robot really that isn't the Dalek or the Cyberman I'm quite fond of. Uh, No, I I did find it interesting. I'm not sure where this planet is, the fifth element or... Fifth galaxy, yeah. Fifth galaxy. That wasn't really quite clear to me. It didn't seem to fit in with any other canon. There's a lot of talk of dimensions and Mm. galaxies and Mm. universes and blah and this and that. Mm. I know. Entities and... It's like someone trying to explain string theory to me (laughs) and I just go, (laughs) parallel worlds. See, there's a box and if it comes up really close, Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, dickhead. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I did, I did know, I did say, um, think that when the Sentinel goes, oh, I have to update their computers, I was like, oh, he's evil. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, he's. I thought he was good. He's on, he's on my team. Oh, right. My yeah, team yeah. is any team the Daleks aren't on. But I, I knew that the Daleks weren't going to, you know, the yeah. Dalek squad weren't going to help them. Yeah, and the strategist is not that smart. <laughs> I'm going to update them. Yeah, okay, I hardly know you, but yeah, but yeah. But then they're trying to make it at the end where he's like, oh, I knew the whole time, that's why I set the self-destruct, goodbye. Yeah, I, like, oh, did I didn't you? see that, yeah. I, I think that's covering up. When he goes back, he goes, oh, yeah, it was just what I, as I thought. They got there before me. Mm. Oh, you put yourself in the middle of a giant Dalek squad. Mm. Yeah, he's not that good a strategist, yeah. I can tell you. Is the so. Dalek strategist supposed to be the hero of this? or? Well, he's the most, I guess in every story you need someone, certainly with robots, you need a character who's more human, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So more, he's the more flawed, he's your way into the Dalek world 
without feeling too soiled, if that makes sense. You know, it's not like you're going to look at the commander and sympathize with him at all, ever. But they give him some personality, so therefore you can love him, hate him, you know, whatever that is. Well, it's like when the emperor goes to the Arkavians, I think he says something like, you will listen to me. And I was like, wait, do Daleks, do they refer to themselves as me? And then I was like, oh, that's probably okay because it's the emperor. Mm. Uh, But then the strategist does it at another point, refers to himself as as Mm. me or something, and I was like, uh, I suppose that's also okay because he's the strategist. I don't know. Look, one of the things that we're they're doing that we're exploring that we've probably never really explored with the Daleks, besides the the cult of Skyro, yeah, is them having some sort of personality outside of I obey, I obey, you will blah blah, I obey. So getting some characterization into the Daleks. And I think that's interesting and it would be nice to be able to explore that on the screen as a, a little bit more than we do. But they are really, they're just a lot of uh, obedient drones. Yeah. And the Emperor's always got some dickhead plan that doesn't work and the Doctor, you know, stops it. Like the reality bomb. I always said, why would you get rid of all of reality? Yes. D- Davros, Daleks, stupid. Stupid plan. But then also in Defender of the Daleks, the Honda want to get rid of everything, but then the Daleks are like, oh, we don't want to get rid of everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do. You did at one point. Change your mind much, (laughs) hey? It's like they don't have a consistent – I know they want to be the masters of the whole universe, but they either want to wipe out the universe or they want to conquer it. I don't know which one they want. It depends on what. The Emperor's, you know, time of the month. I can't work out what is going on But they're also trying to infuse some sort of life into the characters where instead of, oh, I've got a figure of a Dalek, you're like, oh, I've got a figure of the Dalek Emperor, Mm. my favourite Dalek, you know. They want to create these versions of Daleks. Like the Master where you're like, oh, I've got my favourite version of the Master. Whereas you're like, oh, I've got a Dalek, I've also got a Dalek. These are the same Dalek. Yay. Yeah, that's true. I've got the strategist. What? Yes. The strategist? <laughs> but it, it is good to give them some sort of – and I think they tried to do it with the Cult of Skyro, but it just – it didn't take. Yeah. And they kind of ruined it in the TV series in Daleks in Manhattan. My biggest issue with this uh, series is that the episodes – they're only 15 minutes, so, you know, mm. easy to watch. Yeah. But they are trying to pack a lot into it mm. because – the start where they fly to Scaro, Scaro gets taken over and then they leave happens so quickly. Mm. I was like, what is going on? Mm. It wasn't until one of the Daleks literally said, Scaro has fallen, it's lost. I was like, oh, that's what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Because then they need the bulk of the episode to be the Sentinel of the Fifth Galaxy. Yes. that uh, I missed that too. Yeah. So I had to, as I was listening to it going, oh, okay. I think it was the third series I picked up where she said, oh, you've, you've lost Scaro. Yeah, I went, yeah. oh, that's what mm. happened. I wondered what that was all about. It's just a lot of flying around. I know it was just a planet. Stuff was happening. Yeah, they flew there. They flew back. Yeah, I mean, telegraph it a little bit. Episode three: Planet of the Mechanoids. The Dalek Time Squad heads to the planet of the Mechanoids to ask for their help in destroying the entity. The Dalek Emperor converses with the Mechanoid Queen, whilst the strategist looks over the planetary defences with a Mechanoid scientist. The Dalek guards become impatient and try to find the Dalek Emperor, but are stopped by the Mechanoid guards. The Mechanoid Queen sees that no more Daleks come to help in the fight, and realises that the Emperor and the strategist are the last two remaining Daleks. But the Dalek Emperor also has a card up his sleeve. Gun turret. Yeah, any sucker. They have led the entity 
Temecanus. Ooh. Now, the voice of the Queen, that has got to be Sophie Aldred, right? Ace. No, it's... uh, Oh, my God, she sounds like Ace. (laughs) I believe it's uh, Anjali Mahindra who played the Skifra. Skithra. I'm sitting there thinking, my God, this sounds like Ace's voice. And I could picture her as the the voice. I thought it was quite, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So That's it. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. (laughs) I want you to mark that on your calendar. Okay. Yep, I will. Thank you very much. It won't happen much. No, this was was interesting. I I had never seen the mechanoids before. I assumed it was just like a they had different designs for the Daleks and they were like, well, we'll take this one, but keep those ones. We'll make those the mechanoids. Put them with the giant clam because we're going to be using that (laughs) no the mechanoids did have their own story that's how i knew them as soon as i saw the name i went okay i remember sort of uh they must have been referred to when i was watching it but i had seen them when i the abc re-showed everything that they had that hadn't been wiped over by the bbc just before the new series started so it was good to see them and they were i remember them being sort of round and a bit silly yeah but yeah i liked them yeah they, they look like basically just a like a flamethrowers well yeah i was gonna say they look they look like a mechanical version of just a fat man. Like, yeah, they do. They do. Hello, hello, <laughs> Thomas <laughs> the Tank Engine. I'm a mechanoid fat controller. <laughs> I don't know if we have the rights to that music. Oh, anyway. sorry. I that was well. That was a very poor attempt at something. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the banter, the the story. Yeah, it was pretty good. I really want to know what happens next. I want to know who the entity is. Well, Me you know, too. So well done, James Goss, because yeah. poor. Not poor animation, but clunky animation. I still enjoyed the story. Yeah, it always always falls down to story, basically. If the it story does. is good, people put up with a lot. Well, that's right. You can animate the shit out of something yes. and uh, still have the world's worst story and think to yourself, well, why did I bother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I thought uh, this one was interesting and the mechanoids, they're obviously not rubbish because they defeated the Daleks. It's just nice to see someone defeat the Daleks <laughs> other than the Doctor. You know, everybody else like, ooh, the Daleks, ooh, die, 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 die. It is nice when they come up against somebody or something that can fight them. It was interesting when the Daleks were getting a bit antsy and they were like, we must find the Emperor, where is yes, he? Where's the Emperor? Yeah, they're very impatient, yes. aren't they? Mate, they literally just left. Oh, God. I just, we were just watching, Dave and I rewatched the first, well, for me, the first three Star Wars, so The New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and... Uh, yeah, we're just sitting there going, oh, isn't Luke a whiny-ass, impatient, annoying? That's what they kind of reminded me of. That. Like, I, want to, I want to see him now. Where's he? Where's he? Where is he? He's gone. Oh, he's so pretty. But I then want to see him. when the Emperor and the Mechanoid Queen were like having their little mm. thing, I was like, are they going to make mm, out? I think it was, <laughs> I think it's coming. I was like, what's going hey, on? She's she's been Queen alone. He's yeah. been Emperor alone. Robot, robot love. Yeah. This is our son, Dalekanoid. Dalek. Oh, I like that. Dalekanoid. Say hello to your grandparents. He's made porn. (laughs) He's made porn? Well, Daloid. Daloid. That's right. right, Okay. I was like, son, Daloid. He's gone off the rails. We've tried everything. I'm sorry. I have to bring in Dalek porn. And I also thought that kind of was kind of happening a bit with the the scientist and the strategist. Yes. Yes. Please check your your screens. I've checked my screens. They're going down. <laughs> down. Down, down. Prices are down. down. Yes, so but it's just it is just nice to have the Daleks have a little bit more than 
you know, Dalek 12, Dalek 14, obey, obey, obey. I did wonder why they were so impatient yeah. to see the Emperor. That felt a, a lot like a, something to push the story along, but maybe they are very impatient. I mean, imagine at dinner time, they're just, you know, ravenously yelling at you. Well, I just have to go to the kitchen to finish everything. You've been gone too long. Is it ready yet? No, it's not ready yet. Exterminate! Exterminate! Oh, you killed the cook. I assume that this is set after pretty much everything else that we've we've watched so listened to so far, because... Because the Emperor and the Strategist are the last two Daleks. Yes. So it's got to be right at the end or right at the beginning. Unless they get more Daleks before the end of the series, but I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know, but they they have lost everything. Yeah, it's just the two of them left. Scaro's gone. Scaro's been lost. Well, so in the audio, do they have a huge fleet? No, no they but do. it's just a it's just a little squad, but it, they've got the scientists, oh, the, time the squad. yeah, the time mm. squad. It's like a it's not just the two of them. There's a there's an mm. executioner. There'd be a fleet with them as yeah. well. Why would you take your executioner with you? I mean, well, you know he's going to be like bad habits, not a pleasant person to hang around with, not going to wash. Well, he almost killed the doctor, which was not ideal, but yeah. he I think the the executioner was there to execute the Raxians at the end. Ah, well, he did do that. Mm, so I thought that tick. was quite a, bl- uh, quite a double cross there. Uh, yes, but the devolver. Oh. What's the devolver gun? Guess. Which is why there's no Raxians around when the master gets there yeah. and takes the devolver gun. My fear is that as things come out, because I'm old, I'll forget what was in the story yeah. <laughs> and then I'll be like, why? What are they doing there for? Meanwhile, I... What's going on, Adam? I pick up things like in The Enemy of My Enemy, the strategist, the the, the doctor goes, I think your your casing is old, but you still can, can, can fly, can't you? And it flies around and I was like... Isn't that a whole point in the Defender of the Daleks comic where he's yeah. like, oh, you can't fly. Why can't you fly? Yeah. That's, you know? So is that later or? Is it a, because he says, I am the strategist for this mission. Is it is it a different strategist for each mission? Is there more than one oh, strategist? I don't know. There's a lot of Daleks. They've got to have roles. They've never, they've never pointed out that there's more than one strategist. I've always assumed it's been the same strategist every single time. I mean, because they don't, like, they don't mate, right? No. So. How do they get more Daleks? They build them. Yeah. They've got, where do they get the inside bit? They clone from? them. They're clones. We've seen it oh, in the. That's the, right. Also, there's that point where. Um, the, the Rax- they, they were cloning humans to make them, and then they didn't like them. <laughs> yes. I think Daleks are dickheads. They don't know what they're doing. Then the Raxian gives. The Raxian president gives. Um, the doctor, the, the ability to kill all the Daleks. And, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, I can't do that. And yeah. it's like, well, this is the second time you've had the chance to wipe out the Daleks, mate. Yeah. Also, this isn't wiping them out. This is just giving them a chance to devolve. Then you can nurse them <laughs> back into, you can nurture them into the loving people that they may have been when they were Khaled's. But I assume that it would just be the living, the life form in the yeah. thing. So the casing would still be there yeah. and the, the, it would evolve from that. And children could play in it. And <laughs> For millions fun. of years. And really, if you look at them, they don't look like they've actually evolved much. No. So, although they were They were humanoid. human at one point, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe they'll just go back to being human. Oid. Everyone and- seems to go back to primordial ooze. Really? Yeah. You know... What if? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like Which, that at you all. Know, I found out the other day that whales are evolved from a land-based I creature. I saw that. I was like, "What the hell?" I think that's so cool. <laughs> it's insane. Then they they were like land-based. Then they started near the water. Then they started going into the water, and then they're in the water. And 
and then they became whales. I was like, what the hell? I know. But is that because we, oh, no, we, we miss them. I was they're sitting there going, you see those little pesky things over there, <laughs> humans? We're getting to the sea straight away. Well, someone did say that the, the, the theory is that, yeah, they saw the mm. early humans taking over the land and they were like, well, let's try the sea, shall I'm we? I'm out of here, buddy, out of here. I mean, that's here. a very uh, loose-based uh, t- interpretation, but, you know. Yeah, no, I spoke to a couple of them. That's yeah, yeah, what right. they said. You spoke to the extinct uh, species? Yeah, no, I spoke to the whales. That, oh. You see, they keep their history, not like us. They keep their history and they said, <laughs> yeah, that we pissed them off. They didn't realise we were going to build... Yeah. You know, throw trees down and then harpoon them anyway. My great, 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 great grand whale. Yeah, uh, yeah, said. Said. Yeah, bloody humans. <laughs> They're a pest. All right, well, going back to dialects, oh, uh, let's right. let's go for our predictions. Who do you think the entity is? Uh, I think the entity is the Doctor. Ah, interesting. Don't know. I, I don't know. That's why I'm curious. But I'm hoping that the entity, all right, I'll go 50-50 here. The entity is a goodie. Okay, sure. All right. Right. I'm going, I'm going, put all my money on red. Go uh, red. My my initial thought is that the entity could be the Katuru in some form. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, but it feels like there's going to be some big reveal in the last episode of like, and I would have gotten away with it. I haven't been here meddling Daleks. Best kid kids. So, yeah, the Is Doctor, it- that's that's interesting. You think the Doctor has become a green mist? Well, I don't know. I, they do like to throw you off by giving things weird names. Yeah. And it wouldn't be very, wouldn't be much of a surprise if they went, it's the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the entity has asked, so maybe it's the Time Lords. Yeah. Yeah, it could be the Time Lords. I was also thinking maybe it could be the Hond from Defender of the Daleks. Ah, uh, could be the Hond. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're in too much pain to plan anything, yeah, aren't they? I, I mean, know. you know what it's like. I've had a I've had a hangover for two days because this is why I don't drink anymore <laughs> because I have a two to three day hangover. I couldn't plan shit. Yeah. I could barely plan to get out of bed with a hangover. <laughs> so uh, if I was in as much pain as the Hond, it'd be like, oh, hey, I think we might go, oh, shut up, whatever, just do whatever. Well, we're going to murder you. Yeah, right, please. Do it. And I'm a man, so we, of course, we know that when I feel pain, oh, it is the worst pain anyone has yeah. ever felt in their entire lives. I'll never, I'll never know it. I'll never know it. No, no. Okay. Having given birth to two children, you yeah. will never know the pain yeah. of a man. <laughs> uh, my ex-husband did say, "Oh, I, I sprained my thumb once. Dislocated <laughs> my thumb once." I said, "Well, I'm going to dis- if I dislocate every single one of your fingers and then slap you with you." <laughs> Maybe you'll have a bit of an idea. Oh, did he not tell you that when we sprain our thumb, it feels like shooting, Ch- a, wa- shooting a watermelon out our buttholes? Ah, well, see, this is where I... See? I, I'm not see, a boy. You don't, you don't understand. You don't understand. Didn't have brothers. What would I know? What would I know? Uh, all right, that's our prediction for the Daleks. If you're following along and you think, well, if you've already seen it, then don't... Don't uh, don't, don't tell <laughs> us. We'll, but if you're, you know, and that's our, all our releases for Time Lord Victorious, is there anything else you want to talk about? With Time Lord Victorious? Yeah, for this month. Well, just that I'm excited about what's uh, coming up with uh, Doctor Who and I'm having a, an absolute blast re-watching old series yeah. and writing up canon and as it changes. And what I've realised is that we as Whovians should not keep arguing about canon because nobody else knew what they were doing when they put this shit together. So your favourite part of Time Lord Victorious has nothing to do with Time Lord Victorious? Not, well... It does, it does, because 
there's the Daleks are in it, and I stuff I now know about the Daleks' origins. Yeah. I'm finding really interesting, and I was going to bring it up into this, and then I thought, no, no, I'll wait. But there is some stuff with them that I think, okay, so they have evolved, devolved, whatever they've done. No, my favourite was the audio always. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy the order. And interesting to note that uh, nothing that we've uh, gone through this month has the Katuru in it. No. So where are they? Is yeah. it Christmas holidays? Christmas holidays, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We'll, well, next next month is December, and I think there's a lot of lot more stuff with that might have the Katuru in it. Yeah, there is something I want to talk about that's not Time Lord Victorious. Sure, I watched Star Wars the other day. Sure. And you loved it. I did love it. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back right at the beginning, okay? And they're out on the ice planet yep. and it's freezing and Luke's dying and there's a guy up in the crow's nest and he's keeping watch. He's got a spear. He's got a spear. Yeah. That is the only weapon they've given him. Not a gun, not a laser, not a cannon, just a spear. And I'm thinking to myself, why do you put it in the crow's nest and just give you a spear? Well, maybe guns freeze up and he can't use them. A spear against the Empire, the Death Star and a spear. Is it a primitive tribe? Is that right. what? No, no, no. He's one of the rebels. Oh, right. Because okay. Fred up the road probably has a club in his. I got a club. Yeah. I got a spear. I got a pen. I don't, can, can we have a weapon? Anyway. It's why, just why been they, annoying me ever since why I Why do they it. use lightsabers when they have laser shooters, you know? Well, that's true. Well, that's old-fashioned. Why do people cut people's heads off with samurai swords when they could just shoot them? It's like, yeah, it's like the Indiana Jones scene where he, the guy has the oh, swords and then Indy just pulls out a gun and shoots them, yeah. you know? It's like, well, why, why don't you just shoot people, you know? Yes, yes, I get that. Anyway, it's been bugging me. Okay. I had to get that out there. <laughs> If you know why he was given a spear, why? Uh, the problem is you open that can of worms. There's probably been like six novels about that one guy <laughs> and about why he chose the spear. It was probably because it was his ancestral spear passed down from generation to generation. Well, he's a dickhead. He shouldn't have a spear. It once belonged to a Sith Lord from another dimension. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a whole Star Wars can of worms I don't want to open. I just liked the first three films and I didn't like much of it after There's that. someone who really, really enjoys that character and was very pissed off when, when Disney came in and was like, nope, that's not canon anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, it's gone. They're really hoping for that spin-off series from The Mandalorian with just that random guy in a crow's nest. In the spear. I'm spear guy. I come with spear. Yeah, with a spin-off from that will be just the spear. Spear. Yeah, we don't want the guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's no, but it was good. It was good to get into this uh, Time Lord Victoria, see the story start developing around us, finally finish off the stupid vampire story, which I just didn't like. I, I could tolerate the first bit, but after that it was just like, ugh, Yeah, you know, it was all right. Teeth. It was all right. I mean, you know, what can you expect from Doctor Who magazine? They don't have a lot of space. they got to do articles about other stuff. Mm. So, Well, then don't be quite so ambitious when you're doing a story. Maybe. You know, maybe just do something very simple. Did you have something that you wanted to add that from this? You've asked me, from, is there anything else I wanted oh, to add? Oh, you know, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a huge amount this month. No. I feel like as we get closer to the stories connecting, mm. I think we're finding those, you know, you can tell that multiple different people have been writing it. I mean, we've got one person looking after the whole thing. But it feels like, you know, he's not picking up those, oh, in this thing he has, mm. he can do this, but in this one he can't do, you know. I don't know, maybe maybe he should just hire me and, and I could do the uh, inconsistencies yeah. and I could, uh, you know, that's what the nerd is good at, man. Well, what I'm thinking is that this is a red herring and that it is all going to interconnect and make perfect sense and we're going to go, oh, 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 that's why blah, blah, blah. That's what I think. 
I think James uh, Goss is that smart. I thought you were going to say that it was going to be a red herring and that the doctor's going to wake up at the end and it was all a dream. It was all a dream. It was all a dream and everyone's going to hate it. Nobody shot JR. <laughs> Nobody shot JR. That's what the doctor's going to say when he wakes up. Oh, oh. and that Time Lord Victorious thing? Eh, Never whatever. happened. But I do think they have set on a really good theme in that part where the doctor just did become too big for his own boots. And I'm glad that instead of just leaving it and kind of not touching it again, they've they've looked at it and you've got the other doctors coming in and I'm hoping that they're going to give David Tennant some sense because it did kind of go from that to then he was all right again. Well, And and how interesting that Russell T Davies Mm. 12, 13 years ago wrote this thing of like, oh, he's he's feeling a bit, you know, he he feels a bit smug and Mm. too big for his britches and then now it could be, extrapolate into this massive thing of like, no, let's explore this and let's go deeper into it. Well, and that's right, and it'll explain why he was too big for his britches and then he wasn't. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what happened in between? So now we're finding out. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's definitely the right thing to try and do a multi-platform story on. Yeah. I I mean, in in some – there's actually been people have been trying to write a story about a fan fiction story about Time Lord Victorious and how there's a a parallel version of the Doctor who goes oh. down that Time Lord Victorious and and the vengeful eleventh Doctor and twelfth Doctor and it's uh, quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, well then you that's how you'd end up with the uh, version of the Doctor I don't like, which is the oh who's the guy you put on trial? Oh, the Valia. Oh, that's yes. it. I can never even think of his name. He's that insignificant. Oh, I would love it if they. If they tried to make the Valyard work, mesh it in with the with the uh, current thing. If they can make the him at least a bit interesting yeah. instead of just this, you know, I wake up this morning evil, I eat my breakfast evil, <laughs> I go to dinner evil. All right. Thank you very much. That was Time Lord Victorious for Ooh. November. Nakia. Would you like to plug your Facebook page? Yes, I would like to plug Nakia Shoot Comedy and uh, my Facebook page and I'd also like to plug uh, Neighbourhood Watching with Beck and Nick. And, uh, yeah, give it a listen. It's nice, short, 15-minute little mm-hmm. episodes. We've got a Facebook page. Link's up there. As always, you can follow Adam O'Sullivan Comedian on Facebook and visit thenerdinfinite.com. If you like D4WH, please consider jumping onto our Patreon and uh, donating. For as little as $5, you can get mini episodes in between our normal episodes. And don't consider, just do it. Just do (laughs) it. If you can, if you can. Do it, do Do it, do it. it. Drink the Kool-Aid, drink the Kool-Aid. Drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid. Until next time, keep searching the skies for the Doctor. Goodbye. Goodbye. This has been a production of The The Nerd Infinite. Infinite. And then the sound of dragons spitting fire and stuff. What? Why are you looking at me like that?